You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. It's a beautiful Thursday, December 30th, and this is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. What does, what does all that mean? Well, what we do is we study the Bible, and we do it together. So uh, the way it works for me is I sometimes I read it at night before I go to bed, read it the next morning, spend about 30 or 45 minutes in a chapter, and just spend some time with the Lord, reading, studying, just asking God, what, what's this saying to me, and maybe what's this saying to others out there? How does this apply to the real world we live in right now? Which is sometimes hard. We're in Zechariah right now. Sometimes it's hard because, you know, we're dealing with really big issues and a whole nation's sort of, you know, state. And, you know, here we are just personally trying to live our lives, you know, a couple days after Christmas. And how does that all work together? Maybe we'll be able to bring a few things in there that'll help you out with that. But we take that chapter, read it, ask God to speak to us, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then talk about wherever God would lead us in that chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How you doing, David? I am doing great. Super Welcome. excited to be here. Super excited. So how was your Christmas? Oh, was, phew, you kidding me? Santa didn't come down the chimney because we don't have one, but uh, <laughs> we actually have one of those electric fireplaces right. that goes against the wall with no chimney whatsoever. It's just a picture kind of thing, mm. but he didn't even try to come down it. So right, it's yeah. like it's yeah. like for Santa, we got to say we let him in the let him through the screen room. <laughs> Santa, Santa, so Santa. in the movie Elf, they have a line in there when they're talking about there's not much Christmas spirit anymore. And uh, Santa turns to Elf and says, you know, people down south are having a hard time believing in, in me down there. And I thought, I mean, I grew up in Florida. I didn't, I grew up in Miami. And so I'd never even seen a chimney except on TV. Come on. There aren't Same any here. down there. Same here. Now, <laughs> there are now, you know, now that I'm in my late 60s, there's some in Miami. We have fireplaces on Merritt Island. Right. But back then, nobody had a fireplace for no stinking reason because you never used one in Miami. I mean, and now you're going to tell me Santa Claus is real? As a kid, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. That's like, so this I, is I, way too bogus. Yes. I Reindeer, have... <laughs> sleigh, snow. So I've never believed in Santa Claus, but let me give a tip <laughs> out to some of the parents out there. I have four kids under the age of nine and, you know, faith-based. We let our kids know at an early age, Santa's not real, but we'll have fun. Yeah. We're not going to take a hard stance on, on Santa. But then I had an epiphany this year. I was like, I am not using the momentum for my advantage. Mm. See, this jolly fat man yeah, gets all the credit for all the money I spend on those kids' gifts when I put Whoa. his name on those presents. Whoa. So when I buy that socks stinks. or I buy something like that that the kids need, it's not from dad and mom. That's Santa. from Santa. I get it. That's, All right. That's the, leverage. The new toy, that's from mom and dad. Nice. That's from, I'm going to win the that's popularity smart. contest. Toothpaste, toothbrush, stuff like that. Santa. Santa did that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BB gun, dad. Come <laughs> on. I love it. Well, that's good thinking. Exactly. So yeah. What you're doing is leveraging that for the best you can. Exactly. Let Santa wear it. Uh -huh. Wear it for the underwear and the They're socks. Like, yeah, he's nice, you know. Yeah. But I tell you, I want to tell you guys how to jump into the Come program on. here. If you guys are new, Pastor, I told you what we do. But how you get connected is one. Of the, actually, the best way is go to your app, your mobile app provider. Yeah. And just get the East Coast app. Put in East Coast Christian Center. You'll see the, the icon pop up. Download that. You'll get morning breath on that. But also you can go to our website. You can follow us on social media. All these are great ways. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So 
Get connected with us on those platforms. But if that's a little bit of a struggle for you, call the church at 321-452-1060, and we'll we'll take care of you. Yep. We'll mail it out to you, email it to you. We'll get it to you somehow. Mm -hmm. Hey, we want you to know that 2022, which is going to be an incredible year, is just around the corner. And uh, we do devotions at the beginning of each year. We have 21 days of devotion planned for 2022, and it starts the 10th. And so all you need to do is uh, go online. Pastor David said the app's going to be the best way to do that as well. Go online. We have a devotion written for each day of those 21 days using chapters of the Bible. We'll do our morning breath with that chapter and with that devotion. And uh, so that's out there, and we want you to get connected with that. And so you can do that all the ways David said already. Go online or stop by any one of our campuses for a service, and we have some uh, paper copies available as well. Absolutely. I love it. We also have a night of worship coming up January 12th, 6.30 p.m. It's going to be at our Parkway location. And then that's going to kick off our 24 hours of prayer. Come on. And that's where we just keep the church open and we, we pray and we worship. We don't always have the full worship band. We will for the night of worship. Um, and we'll, we lift up our country, we lift up our churches, we lift up everything. We pray for 24 hours. Uh, I'm excited because we, last time we did this, we're going to do it again at midnight. We're going to have our young adult band mm. do do some worship as well. Beautiful. And it's, it's really a really powerful experience at that point and just pressing in and leaning into what God's doing and putting yourself out there. So I want to encourage you guys. That's going to be open and you're invited. Yeah, I'd love to have you. It's going to be an amazing event. And... It uh, is something we'd love to see involved in. And you can come for an hour. You can come for 10 minutes. You can come for 24 hours. Anything that works for you works for us. If you want to bring your sleeping bag and your uh, and your pillow and spend the 24 hours with us, man, have at it. We'd uh, we'd love to do that. So Come on. Yeah. All that's going on. It Check is. out our events page for anything else going on. Uh, you know, the beginning of the year is a big deal. And I'm excited. I'm always more hopeful at the beginning of the year because it, it fits with the nature of God. Yeah. New beginning, fresh start. You know, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Man, God's got good things prepared for those who love him. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I don't know, I'm always excited about the new year. Same here. I love yep. the new year. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not the biggest new year resolution guy. I don't know if that's the winning template oh, uh, yeah, for no, people to I take on. Right. But I do believe it's a, an incredible way to jump for a starting point. Speaking of starting points, we have, I believe, 21 verses. Yeah, let's read it. I'll read the first 10. Okay. And then you can read the last 11. Perfect. Will that work? You get all the mean stuff, I get all the nice stuff. There you go. So I'm going to read New King James. What are you reading? Uh, NLT. NLT it is. Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half of the city shall go into captivity, but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley, half of the mountain shall move towards the north and half of it towards the south. Then you shall flee through my mountain valley, for the mountain valley shall reach to Azale. Yes, you shall flee and as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Thus the Lord my God will come and all the saints with you. It shall come to pass in that day that there'll be no light. The lights will diminish. In the, It shall be 
in one day, which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but at evening time it shall happen that it will be light. And in that day it shall be that living water shall flow from Jerusalem, half of them towards the eastern sea and half of them towards the western sea. In both summer and winter it shall occur, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day it shall be the Lord is one and his name is one. All the land shall be turned into a plain from Geba to Rimmon, south of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be raised up and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate to the place of the first gate and the corner gate and from the tower of Hananel to the king's wine press. And Jerusalem will be filled safe at last, never again to be cursed and destroyed. And the Lord will send a plague on all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their people will become like walking corpses, their flesh rotting away, their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. On that day they will be terrified, stricken by the Lord with great panic. They will fight their neighbors hand to hand. Judah, too, will be fighting at Jerusalem. The wealth of the neighboring nations will be captured. Great quantities of gold and silver and fine clothings. The same plague will strike the horses, mules, camels, donkeys, and all the other animals in the enemy camps. In the, same, in the end, the enemies of Jerusalem who survived the plague will go up to Jerusalem each year to worship the king, hmm. the Lord of Heaven's armies, and to celebrate the festival of shelters. Any nation in the world that refuses to come to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of Heaven's armies, will have no reign. If the people of Egypt refuse to attend the festival, the Lord will punish them with the, pl- the same plague that he sends to the other nations who refuse to go. Egypt and the other nations will all be punished if they don't go to celebrate the festival of shelters. On that day, even the hardness, hardness of the bell of bells of the horses will be inscribed with these words, holy to the Lord. And the cooking pots in the temple of the Lord will be sacred as the basins used beside the altar. In fact, every cooking pot in Jerusalem and Judah will be holy to the Lord of heaven's armies. And all who come to worship will be free to use any of these pots to boil their sacrifices. And on that day, there will be no long there will no longer be traitors in the temple of the Lord of heaven the Lord's heaven's armies. Ah. Uh-huh. Men. Yeah, I think that's interesting. What what I thought of when I read that part about there'll be no traitors. How did it, how did that go again? Is that verse twenty one? Yes, verse twenty one. And it says, "All who come to worship will be free to use any of the pots to boil their sacrifices." And on that day, there will there will no longer be traitors in the temple of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Now, so is that traitor like a traitor who trades goods, or traitor like a a guy who turns his back on his country? Well, is, grammatically, how's it spelled? Grammatically, there's like one who barters. Okay, so, so that makes yeah. more sense to me because that's the thought I had. I didn't use that word in, in this one. It actually says there'll no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord. Actually, is what mine says. So it's an interesting translation, and they they struggled a little bit with it, what it actually meant. But <laughs> I, I, you know, what's the first thing Jesus did when he showed up at the temple as a to start his ministry? He threw out all the traders, uh, the people who were selling, buying, and selling doves and mm-hmm. and and sheep. Because if you were going to go and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, which is what it's talking about here, and you you needed a sacrifice, you would, you know, bring one with you or buy one. Well, the good news is now you don't need to bring one with you or buy one. Jesus exists forever right. as the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And so now you have this situation where you don't... 
that part that Jesus kicked them all out, and he did that at the end of his ministry too, he kicked them all out of the temple again, that doesn't need to happen anymore. Why? Because the sacrifice has been made. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. Come on. Yeah, man. I love this. I love this because Zechariah is is a prophet that is kind of like, to, to comparatively speak, like talk about what he does when he does it would be a lot like the yeah. mid nineties basketball. Oh my! Like, it's like you see Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, and even even oh, with the Olympics, you see the USA Dream Team form, and they put all these guys together. Well, in this moment, you see some really big biblical characters coming together. Yeah. The funnest name in Scripture, good. Zerubbabel. Is it Space Jams? It is pretty much. Okay, it is. good. Yes, I like better. it. Now it I can relate. And and he Zechariah is on the team. They're leaving and have left. Exile from Babylon has happened. We've gone through the book of Esther, and and now they're rebuilding Jerusalem. So he his book and this closing of his book is giving the church leadership and the people of God hope that there is a future for them. Yeah, good. That they're safe. Good. And I want to remind you now that as you read through this chapter two, everything doesn't seem easy, <laughs> and it doesn't seem you know. Maybe like there won't be some trials and some things. <laughs> Come on. But God has a plan for you. Come on. That God has a plan for you. And the end of that plan is to prosper you in peace for you. Just like Jeremiah Come on. would write. He would yeah. say, hey, listen, God doesn't change. And if you take a microscope and you look at just small sections of the plan, you might get scared. Oh, yeah. And something like this, you need to take a step back and look at the character of God and what God does when he leads his people as a good shepherd, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have faith and confidence in that. Because I think when you heard some of these scriptures uh, being read, you might be like, wow, that seems pretty intense. Pretty, pretty harsh. Discouraging. Pretty harsh. But when when you don't understand the, the plan of God, put full faith in the character of God. Uh, that's good. Because really, mm-hmm. in, in, in my opinion, some of the big characters that are coming together mm-hmm. in this chapter are things like the Battle of Armageddon. Because mm-hmm. it says he's going to all the nations of of the world to battle against Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And that's like the, the final great battle. But it also says that Jerusalem will be like a rock, which every time people pick it up to throw it away, it cuts them. Ooh. It cuts Come their on. hand. And so it's just, it's just very pictorial yes. language to try to get across this point. That, yeah, there's going to be a horrible attempt by the world to wipe the people of God off the face of the earth. But but God's going to intervene. This is when his second coming happens, that he comes and returns. And the Bible says he'll put one foot uh, on the Mount of Olives and the other foot on the Mount of Olives. But then that the Mount of Olives will split. You know, I don't know if this is an actual real thing. Or if this will be a treaty that somebody comes in and says, we're splitting Jerusalem right down here. You know, you just don't know fully. But I think this is actually talking about a physical new valley being cut in when Jesus returns and put his, puts his feet back on the earth to gather his people, deliver his people, save his people, to establish his millennial reign, all of that stuff going on that that the mountain does split. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's kind of hard to fake. So, you know, the Antichrist will have trouble faking that one, Um, making the the mountain split uh, from the east to the west and a new valley appear Mm -hmm. right in the middle of the Mount of Olives. That'd be Mm kind of tricky. That would be. You you can't do that unless you're 
and G O D with a capital G. A capital G for capital sure. Capital G. O G. O G. Capital G. Capital O G. And you know, it's really popular right now inside of you know uh, certain cultures that like the church deconstruction and a lot of people boasting, calling themselves ex evangelicals and ex Christians. Um, and in the last chapters, we read a lot about the shepherd being kind of put on trial by God. Yeah. And you know what? Here, though, in, in chapter 14, I, I would highly encourage you to look at, at what's happening because this is this is a picture of church leadership is needed throughout all of Scripture. It oh, is yeah. very important and that, that your pastors, and this is because two pastors are talking about <laughs> this, that um, because if you read this and you go in the wrong direction with stuff, mm. um, there's a lot of references here, like the 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 offsetting of day and night. Well, you see that at the crucifixion of Jesus. Yeah. There's yeah. an offset of day and night. You also see it in Joshua. There's an extended day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cannot be people that solely allow 60 seconds of a short video to dictate our theology. Come on. That means TikTok cannot be your pastor. Uh-oh. YouTube cannot be your pastor. Uh-oh. I'm going to get a little bold here, and I love the series. The Chosen cannot be your pastor. Come on. All right? That you, can't be your church. It can't, it can't be your church That's for right. sure. Um, there was a statement made by Jesus in one of the last episodes of The Chosen. I want to make it clear. I love the show. <laughs> Me and my kids watch it. Yeah. Where they say to Jesus... No, the, when the Messiah comes, he's we're going to overthrow Rome and 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 be warriors. And and Jesus, who I think is elegantly portrayed by this man, says, "Where did you get that picture from?" Um, Zechariah fourteen, yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, exactly. Like, that's where we yeah. got the picture from. So be careful, people. Be in church. Have church leadership that that you can talk to, either a small group leader, have people that you can ask questions to, and not just rely on a digital form of discipleship Ooh. and make that. Come your only source. And you know, the guy preaching this to you right now, Pastor David Gammon, is probably our leading digital mm. contributor mm-hmm. on so many levels around here with young people. So you're not getting this from a from a you know an angry left behind old man that's saying, Hey, this stuff's no good. We're gonna go back to just preaching the gospel. We're not we're mm. not talking from that point of view at all. All of these things are incredible blessings in our life and we're grateful for them. But the reality is, you know, the chosen can't pastor you. And where did we get the idea? Well, the problem, the problem is we haven't had the right idea about Jesus for a very long time. Come on. The, the, these guys didn't have it. That's why Zacharias needed to talk to him. The the Old Testament uh, Jews that were living when the New Testament Jesus came on the scene, they didn't understand it. And just like the guy in The Chosen who says, we're going to be conquerors. Well, what they didn't see is that Jesus was a conquering king and Jesus was a suffering Messiah. Come on. And those things were at two different times. And so when a chapter like this brings those two together, it's still hard to hook together because we've just seen maybe 5,000 years of time (laughs) in this one chapter just go by. It was like, well, that's 5,000 years. No problem with that. And I mean, even this picture, and you tell me what you think, David, says in verse 12, "And, and this shall be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem. It says their flesh shall dissolve. Why, they stand on their feet, their eyes shall dissolve in the sockets, their tongue shall dissolve. What the world is that? Well, it's exactly what happens in a nuclear explosion. Wow. And and here God is taking, you know, sort of responsibility for it. But I guarantee you nuclear explosions happen when men, women, 
press buttons. Yep. And uh, this does have a resemblance to maybe last day's Battle of Armageddon revelation sort of look of a nuclear explosion because that's what happens. Your flesh melts, your eye sockets can melt from looking at the blast, your tongue can melt in your mouth. Um, uh, and it's, uh, it's a horrible thing, but it's talking about end times craziness that people are doing. Mm. Yet God is saying, even though it just looks like the people did that, I'm in it. Hang yep. in there. I'm in it. I'm going to walk you through to the other side. Yep. This, I'm That's taking good. this. This is mine, not the enemy's, not people's, not the world's. This is my world, and I'm going to walk through it, and I'm going to establish my kingdom. That's right. And you know mm. what? That is, when we talked about the character of God, that is his nature. Mm. Because who ate the who ate the apple, I'm being facetious here, um, in the garden. All right? Who ate the apple? All right. Everybody would be like. Adam and Eve. Everybody would be like, Eve. You know what I mean? In Hebrews, God says Adam was responsible. <laughs> That's right. God said, no, you. I gave you dominion. That's we're right. going to own, man. Come we're going to own what happens. That's we are right. not going to pass. It's not her fault. Right. We are not going to pass off responsibility. And, and one thing um, I will not allow to be said without me confronting it is the devil made me do it. I think you made you do it. All right. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe we're, we're at war with principalities and, and powers of, of, of a dark world. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, if your spiritual battles would be so much more victorious, if you put your hope, faith and, and the power f- through Jesus and you just looked at each choice and say, I- I'm not going to be responsible. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not going to hand off responsibility. I'm going to have to own this. That's right. And it's, it's powerful when we do that. See, I can change this. This is a lot of times like even like the, in the faith movement I was involved in, they said, well, if they don't get healed, they're going to take it bad. I said, well, wait a second here. So is it the devil or is it me? If it's the devil, I don't know what I can do about it. Because he's like this super human, you know, spiritual thing mm-hmm. flying around over there. Got a lot more power than I do. But if, if what I'm dealing with today is my fault, I can do something about that. Come on. I can fall on, the, on my face. I can say, God, help. Come on. Um, but if it's the devil... Well, I'm kind of in a different position there. I, I like that it's my fault. Yeah. Because I could do something about my fault. Amen. I can't do much about your fault or the <laughs> devil's fault or Nick's fault, mm. but I can do something about Dan's fault. Amen. Amen. So I think that's an important part to look at here, too. Amen. And I believe that's where the Spirit of the Lord moves because we don't believe we're powerless to the devil. Mm-hmm. We do not. We know that uh, we, have the uh, full, we have the full inward dwelling of the Holy Spirit. We have the name of Jesus. We got the blood of Jesus. We're heirs to the throne. But what we are not going to do is hand off what we need to be responsible for because if we broke it, God through us can fix it. Amen. I'll tell you what, guys. Let's take a break. Let's do it. All right. See you in a little bit. <laughs> you are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. 
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccus academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Well, uh, we thought we'd finish a sl- slow. That's good. Finish the show with the final verses as our final thought. Verses 20 and 21. Well, how do they read, Pastor David? So, in fact, every cooking pot in 20 is, uh, on that day, the har- harness bells of horses will be inscribed with these words, holy to the Lord. And the cooking pots in the temple of the Lord will be sacred as the basins used beside the altar. In fact, every cooking pot in Jerusalem and Judah will be holy to the Lord of heaven's armies. So, in other words, we go from just the Holy of Holies being the holy place where the high priest could go and if anybody else went they dropped dead and all that he says yeah those are holy but we're going to step it up it's not just the things besides the altar that are holy in fact everything in the entire temple is holy and yet we're not even going to stop there not as everything in the temple holy but every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts and they could use any pot and still 
sort of meet that holiness standard. And I just think it's a great picture of Jesus being out of the out of the holy of holies that the temple veil was ripped from top to bottom and Jesus said I'm out when he said it is finished it got ripped and it's a picture now that that the holiness of God Jesus Christ can be anywhere and everywhere instead of in a specific geographical place so good I love it love it all right guys we love you have a great day get ready for the first of the year man it's a 30th get those devos two days get your devo and get in there god bless you guys see you nick see you david see you nick, yeah. nick waved we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast if you did we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend to follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to east coast podcasts events and more download the east coast app it's the best way to stay connected with everything east coast We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.